Good evening, good evening, and welcome to Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your co-host, Jamar Nelson. And I'm Priya Sampson, your other co-host. Welcome to this gloomy Saturday. It is very rainy. Evening. That's today, the 14th. Is today the 14th? Today is the 14th. Today is the 14th. Okay, welcome. Well, Priya, I know it's so gloomy and it's really dark and you have to turn the lights way up tonight. And it's cold. Well, not in here. I turned the heat up to full blast. That's because... I, I I'm still confused about that because you're gonna get you're gonna get pretty hot in here. I I'm still confused about that because you only spent like six months of your life in Houston. <laughs> you'd think you'd be used to you gotta, the Minnesota weather by now. I didn't spend any time in Houston. It was Dallas. Dallas, sorry. And it was sorry. Much longer. Uh, yeah, but no, I mean, I don't care. Cold is cold. Chilly is chilly. Hot is hot. They talk about a dry heat. They talk about a warm heat. If I'm sweating, there's no such thing of a dry heat. Okay, <laughs> and it's cold as cold. If it's anything that's fifty degrees or lower, it's chilly to me. I don't care where I'm at. Okay, it's cold. That's cold. Sixty degrees is really cold to me. Seriously, yeah. I, I, I you know, I'm putting on a jacket. I'm putting on, uh, uh, turning on maybe some heat early in the, cause especially in the morning. You know, if it's only gonna get sixty degrees in the daytime, you know, during the morning it's gonna be pretty chilly. Yeah, yeah, that that all oh, that morning is going to be in the forties or thirties, so it's going to be pretty cold. I mean, I think the weather would have been fine if it wasn't raining. It would have been pretty nice out. It'd have been decent. It'd have been decent. Uh, man, um, again, the fact that we're on on Saturdays, we always have events happening uh, during the week. Uh, that precludes us from talking about it during the week only on our Facebook page and uh, our previous, uh, our I mean, our individual Facebook page pages. Uh, Donald Trump getting out of the uh, Iran nuke deal. Oh, boy. To me, I think uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't think I can remember, and I haven't been through a lot, but I can't remember a president uh, trying to spend so much time undoing what the, his predecessor did purposefully. Uh, not because he thinks that these are bad policies, but because he wants to erase a person's legacy. Uh, that's not what a president does. Would you mind telling me what what good the Iranian deal did? Um, it did. Priya, here's what I want you and other Republicans to do. No, no, no. I want you to actually tell me what good the Iranian deal did. If you could, if, if you don't interrupt me, I'll tell you. Here's what I want you and other Republicans to do. For once, be serious. And actually, and there are Republican. There are Republican. That doesn't sound like an answer to me. Can I finish? Go ahead. I don't answer the way y'all want me to. I answer the way I want to, right? But that might not be an answer at all. I uh, mean, that might be the politician's answer where, you know, you walk around it 10 times and then say, I'm done. Well, you get what you get. I want, there are even Republican military men and women, in fact, in his own administration, those currently in his administration, say you don't get out the deal. Now, here's what the good deal was. There are some bad things about the deal, no doubt about it, because I think the administration was in a hurry to get a deal done. But you and nobody else can tell me that they that this deal did not slow down the rate of them having nuclear capability. And I want you to tell me why candidate Trump said that it was OK that they had nukes, that other countries had nukes. He was being interviewed by Chris Matthews. Go Google that. 
He thought it was okay. And and when he interviewed when uh, Mika Brzezinski, uh, Brzezinski interviewed him, he thought that countries having nukes were fine too. So now he wants to get out of this deal simply because of President Obama did it. Now it absolutely has slowed down the rate. And for him to lie and say that they're not in compliance is totally false. Actually, Secretary Tillerson said on CBS uh, Morning Show with John Dickerson that Iran is technically in compliance. Okay, so did he say that they weren't in compliance? He said technically. I don't care what he put in front of it. Did he say that they weren't in compliance? He said technically. Man, seriously. Sorry, I, 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 I don't. I don't get why you. Why do you can seriously defend this dude? I, I'm not I, defending I him. I'm saying the Iranian deal was those, a bad do deal. Well, tell you, I, I, what, what did the, what did this predecessor, what did this predecessor do I, to slow down the rate? Of, what did Republicans or the, the, uh, or Barack Obama's predecessor do to slow Iraq, down? There? I, sorry, not Iraq. Iran is the number one state sponsor of terrorism. They help Syria. They help ISIS. Mm-hmm. They're in cahoots with Russia, who are supposedly bad people. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not. And that's this administration is so tied up with. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. Why would you want to give the number one state sponsor of terrorism nuclear weapons say, fine, you can go ahead and have them. I'm not going to stop you. Just please then I ask you, take I'll ask baby you again. steps instead. But Donald you can have Trump them in said, five years Donald now. Trump said it was okay that they had it. Why don't you have a problem with that? Why don't you have a problem with that? I personally didn't see that. I just told you to Google it. I mean, I don't, I don't come on this radio on these airways to lie sure to you, you or anybody I, else. I'm not saying it came out did. of his mouth. So why don't you have a problem with that? And I'm sh- do. I, I, I think it's a bad deal. Whether he agrees with it back then or so, it's a bad deal that you slow down the rate of them getting nuclear capabilities. They shouldn't have nuclear capabilities. Why shouldn't at the country all? defend themselves, Priya? We have them. Yeah, and look at how North Korea handles themselves the, now. And, and when is the? Are we the number one state sponsor of terrorism? When did the last? When is Iran? When did they use their nuclear capabilities? They don't have nuclear what, capabilities what? yet. Okay, so exactly. So, so why are we? What are you complaining that, about? Because we're allowing the number one state sponsor of terrorism, a country that financially backs ISIS. A country that financially backs terrorist you, organizations you, that want to see know, Western I, civilization in the United States fall. You do know. We say that, okay, you're more than welcome to have nuclear weapons. The, I believe the last time we allowed a country to do that was during the Bill Clinton era with North Korea. Look how great that's going now. Really? Bill Clinton allowed them to have it? He said, oh, yeah, go ahead. Have your nuclear capes. That, that's what he did? Did they not have a deal? Let me ask you a question. That's did they not have a deal? Look up the deal. Look the deal up. And then get back to me. You can't, Priya, you can't come on here giving falsehoods because of the party that you represent. I want you to look at the deal and look how everything went down and then get back to me. Don't come on here saying that he gave them nuclear. And then, and then you don't have a them. problem. And then you, can't, you, you say nothing of the fact that Donald Trump agrees that every country should have nukes. Let's take a phone call from Daryl. Come on in, Daryl. You know, I just, I'm, I'm a retired military officer, and Jamar, quite frankly, you don't have a clue. But let me just ask you one question. Democrats like yourself, how dumb do you people have to be? It's just you as dumb as you. You don't get it at all, do you? It's just as dumb you, as you. What do you, you want? Know, you I, know what? You're dumber than a bag of hammers or a box of rocks. Okay. Well, you why'd you moron. call? Then? Why'd you, you call? You're a moron. Why'd you call? You have a good day. People like him are just, that's what I'm saying. You, this is, and you know what? I just, I would like to say, I would just like to say that I, Jamar and I do get into it, 
but I do not appreciate people calling Jamar a dumber than a box of rocks. I am sorry, and I don't think that's acceptable in any way, shape, or form. Thank you. He, I don't, you know, I, I, I'm used to this. I get this abuse all on Facebook. It, it's, it's, it's people <laughs> that these are the same people that cry because you call them ignorant, and then they'll say, "Oh, your name calling, your, your name calling." See, here's the thing. We get into it, and that's fine because we know it's just out of fun. Yes. But I do not appreciate you calling my co-host a bunch of names. I'm leaving it at that. The floor is yours. <laughs> thank you. What else can I say other than <laughs> I can't say anything else other than thank you. Uh, I think that that's he's a part of the problem that you can't have I don't uh, think every- a dialogue when you disagree. You know, you got to be yeah. able to. Uh, banter back and forth like we do. Uh, you can shout. You know, we. It doesn't matter. You know, no. you can raise your voice or whatever. As long as you don't start throwing stuff, because exactly. then we have a problem. Yeah, and or when you name call someone else, unless and you it's get money. Back. Oh, yeah, and or food. Please throw something at me. Then please throw money or food at us. I'm okay with that. <laughs> it depends on what. Or jewelry. I'm okay with that as well. I don't know. If or I'm some get keys. Hit in the eye with somebody's ring though. Um, if it's a diamond ring. Oh, maybe. Can you catch? That's okay. Can you catch? You know what? I could have uh, played for the Vikings at one point. <laughs> you need to play for them now. Diggs will be playing tomorrow, so you need to play for them now. So, we, of course, we got our picks, too. So, Ziggy Wolf, if you are listening, <laughs> um, I am ready and available. No one's going to want to hit a girl. Remember that. Not, have you seen the men that are in the NFL? <laughs> yeah, they're going to feel bad about hitting a girl my size. They are not. Yeah, they will. No. These are, no, no. They'll let me walk all over that field. <laughs> Oh, Don't yeah. let me live in my delusion here. Yeah, okay. Yes, I, I, uh, I have no choice. It's, it's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no choice. Oh man, I. <laughs> that made me lose my train of thought. So, we've only got a few seconds here before the break. Uh, we're coming back with more talk. Again, like I said on uh, uh, Facebook, Priya, today's show is dedicated to. You, the callers, you, the listeners, 651-989-5855 is that call-in number, 651-989-5855. Carolyn, I know you are waiting. Just hold on over for um, our break. We will get you first thing on the other side of the break. So this is Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Twin Cities News Talk. TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Welcome back to Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your host, Jamar Nelson. And I'm Priya Samsonar. How are you, Priya? I'm doing well. Good. Oh. Look at you jamming over here. I wish I could just, like, we're, we're tape every put... single time that you've danced and, like, make a compilation and put it on Facebook. We're going to have to put a camera right here. We're going to we're gonna have to ante up with Walter and put a camera on here. And that's the morning show because we could, do, we could stream it all day. And Stan's going to have to put in... No, although he's always behind the. They don't ca- want to see what's going on in here. Well, you got you got a show though, and people want to see it. Sometimes people don't want to call in; they want to just see the show, right? You know what I'm saying? True. true. Yeah. So we got to. Yeah, up. Joe Pax does it. Does he? Yes, he does. Yeah, and I seen the guy, uh, uh, Colin Colin Cowherd. He does it. Yep. You know, you can watch his show, and then he. So does Rush Limbaugh. The, oh yeah, he does. Yeah. So and uh, so that's getting popular. We should join the. Come on now. TNCT family. I'll get some gold for my microphone. I'll be just like Rush. Yeah. <laughs> Where I put on my smoking jacket. You know what I'm saying? Let's get these calls. As we said, today is totally dedicated to you, the callers, and you, the listeners, because we need to spend every now and then we need to have a show of just getting your views because within an hour, sometimes we don't get enough time for your callers, and we always try to get you guys in because you're the most important part of our show. And, you know, there is just 
been a lot of stuff that's happened this week, and we just really wanted to take some time and dissect it and go over it because we haven't had a chance to talk about it either. No, really, Priya and I have both been busy. So let's take this call from Carolyn, and thank you for waiting. Is it Caroline? I'm sorry. Carolyn? Yeah, Caroline. Caroline. Caroline, okay. like the princess and the Kennedy. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh, sweet Caroline. Yes, yeah, that too, yes. <laughs> How are you? Um, so this phrase, state sponsor of terror, terrorism, you know, it's not, it, it, it might be a popular soundbite, but I don't think it's very descriptive or analytical. Right. And I think while it's true that Iran has been a supporter of Syria, both nations are primarily Shia Muslim Yes, nations. ma'am. And ISIS is a Sunni Muslim group. That's and right. Any, you know, understanding of Islamic history, the Sunnis and Shias do not at all get along. They don't get so along. To say that 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 Iran is a supporter of ISIS is just totally inaccurate. Absolutely, I mean, it flies in the face of all analysis. Absolutely, and I think that again, there were some bad things about the deal, Caroline. I think again, I think the administration was just such in a hurry to get something done, but the fact that they are in compliance with the deal. You know, I don't know how we could have, I don't see the problem. I mean, it'd be, uh, I just think that if you had to slow down the rate of them getting nukes, this is the way to do it, right? Actually, well, and I, I also think Iran is in a nuclear neighborhood. Pakistan has nukes. That's right. India has yep, nukes. I didn't think of that. I mean, I, you know, I mean, the, the, the cat is out of the bag. Countries are going to get nukes. You know, what worries That's me right. is when they start getting drones. That's going to be scary. That's right. You know, I just really want to point out real quick here is that Iran has, in fact, been named this top state sponsor of terror. And it hasn't been by the Trump administration's State Department. It actually was by John Kerry's um, State Department. And this is an article uh, coming out from uh, June 2nd of 2016 from CNN. State Department report finds Iran is top state sponsor of terror. No, I don't think that that's what Caroline and I are both saying. We're not saying that that is. But what we're saying is, again, it may have been a bad deal to some of you, but the fact that they're slowing down the rates, and like you said, the cat is out of the bag. Countries are going to arm themselves with nuke. And and to me, again, I don't know what sound, if I sound like a Democrat or Republican, but I think that they have the right to have nukes. Like Carolina saying, it's when they get uh, little drones or when they started talking crazy and you got a, a president provoking them is where I'm worried, right, Caroline? Exactly. And I also think, you know, that state sponsor of terrorism, I mean, the, the, the slaughter that's going on in Yemen is, is from the United States. I mean, I think we do our fair share of sponsoring terrorism as well. I just don't think Iran is that dangerous of a country, and I think we should try to engage Iran. So. I think we should, though, and I appreciate All the call. Right. Well, thank you for the time. No, thank mm-hmm. you for calling and uh, keep listening. No, I think you're right. She's right. She's right, though. What's wrong with engaging them in talks? I, at some There's point, you got to try to engage with, with uh, North Korea. There's nothing right? wrong with talking with people, but when you've got crazy people at the helm of things, yeah, like, I we mean, got Trump. So I mean, you know, so <laughs> yeah, but in like retrospect, Trump is pretty sane compared to Kim Jong Il or no. Kim Jong Un or whatever his name is. I, that's you saying that. That's not me. <laughs> Sean, Sean, how are you, my man? Hello. How are you, Sean? What's up, bro? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Okay, with the Iran nuclear deal, the reason I'm against it, um, with them being Muslim and their philosophy is uh, infidels, meaning nobody that's Muslim has no respect to life unless they convert. And I believe reading an article a long time ago, I forgot the source that stated the Iranian president saying that Allah will, will be first when it came to nuclear missiles or whatever at the uh, fall of his own people, meaning he would 
push the button even if his own people would die just for the will of Allah. With that being said, this guy is willing to commit uh, mass suicide by nuclear holocaust. That's why I'm against it. And as far as other people having weapons, like North Korea, we've seen uh, this country been dealing with North Korea for years through different administrations, which have basically bowed down and actually paid him or just pacified the uh, North Korean dictator, which is another nutcase, and which can't be compared to Trump. Trump just speaks his mind. This guy has bombed Seoul, has shot missiles over Japan, and keeps threatening people constantly. Whether Iran support ISIS or not, I'm not sure, but just with that alone, and if they had to ask permission, I would say no. Sean, so you don't think that, uh, you don't think, and I agree with you on something about Kim Kim Jong-un, but you don't think that Trump is provoking him? No. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so you don't think that uh, the little silly names that he was calling his uh, uh, the little little silly name, and 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 so are you not paying attention to his own cabinet members, the generals that send his cabinet members, saying that that doesn't help, so that doesn't bother you? No. What what bothers me is that Kim Jong has been known to come through with bombing. Seoul, South Korea. Shotmans is on, on Japan, okay? He is very volatile. How can you handle someone like that? Antagonizing him is part of the strategy. Well, my what strategy? Okay, part of the strategy of throwing him off. He's, a, he's like a bully. That, so is Trump. So, so Trump, no, is, no, not, Trump no, is not a bully? Trump is defending the nation. Oh, stop playing. Okay, when we... Oh, I'm stop, Sean. I'm not, I'm not arguing with you. Okay. I'm just saying, for my analysis... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Trump inherited this problem, and he's going to have to deal with it. And Kim Jong-un's uh, tactics is going to be his own demise. I don't think that he was that dumb, but I don't think that it helps when you have a president that uh, continues to antagonize him and is uh, misinformed about information uh, about North Korea, came okay. into the administration trying to, uh, came into the administration antagonizing, which is what he does best, instead of trying to uh, um, set the stage where you can uh, engage with North Korea. I mean, that's what the little boy wants over there. I but mean, he wants to be engaged. But, and that's... And that's exactly the point. I'm no national security expert. Neither here. am I. I'm, I'm pretend to be one. And I'm not going, you know, I don't play one on TV. <laughs> I, I'm not going to even go not there. On the radio either, right? Amen to that. But okay. what you see going on right now is Kim Jong-un is trying to show his power and show his, you yes. know, the dude's what, 27, 28 yep. years? No, yep. he's 33 years 33. old. My bad. Dude. May have knocked off the may have knocked off an uncle via dog feeding. You know, um, you know, bro, you never know. Yeah. But the dude's trying to flex his muscles and yes. show that he can be the big bad dog in the region and live up to his dad's um thing. And guess what? Trump just happens to be in office, and he thought that it's an easy pickings. No, I just think that Trump is like you know too arrogant to. Uh, but Trump to... is, in fact, you know, pushing the envelope a little bit, and he probably should step back. Thank you. I don't. Yes. Yes. For this analogy, say yes, sir. A police officer going to the mental institution trying to rationalize with a psychotic killer. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to get a logical conversation out of that guy that's in the mental institution? You in might, because there's been we know that there's been some uh, uh, killers that are, are pretty smart. So who knows, Sean? <laughs> who knows? All right. 
All right, I got to finish my shopping, but I'll like to talk to you guys next week. All right, appreciate it. Call in. Make sure you do, bro. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Yeah, no, absolutely. Let's take uh, Jeremy. Uh, my man, what's going on? Hey, man, I really appreciate you guys having this sort of a format where it's a caller-heavy uh, show. Absolutely. Um, Thanks for calling. Um, yeah, I wanted to say um, I, I like the chemistry, you guys. It's great radio. I have one one general, I guess, observation. Okay. Um, I, when, when Trump was elected, I had you know I had my reservations and this and that, but in the back of my mind, I thought, okay. Mm-hmm. I just hope that he realizes what he's good at and what he's not good at. Right. And that he fills his cabinet and, you know, the people around him with fills those positions with people that have strengths that sort of uh, fill in his weaknesses. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. So the main one that I see that I guess is just a little concerning is his international diplomacy skills. Yes. And. Hey, look, I don't have any sort of you know college degree and anything like that, so it's not like I can you know speak on that level. Word, but, but speak your opinion. With, with, with the tweets and with some of the rhetoric that mm-hmm. he says, some now I'm not saying that say Bernie Sanders would have been any better. The thing that concerns me though is that if he's not good at something, he seems to not minimize that weakness. It's it's almost like he's it's like he, he's not afraid to show just it's like he's not afraid to show how ignorant he is he is policies and i don't i don't understand i mean where does tillerson come in on this i mean right i, I don't know I, I i guess i feel like whatever decisions are made i don't feel like he's making them from a, a position of fully informed intelligence thank you and, you know what? That, that's all I'm trying to say. No, you're right. Look, I, I'm not even saying that the decisions that he's making are going to pan out good or bad. Right. I just don't. I don't understand why he doesn't seem to recognize what he's not good at, and to try to say, "Hey, look, I need some help on this." And maybe that's just not how he's built. Right. I'll no. hang up and listen. No, thanks a lot, Jeremy. No, Jeremy's absolutely right. Jeremy keeps hitting on the same thing, and so on the other side of the break, we'll continue that with more callers. This is. Black Republican, Black Democrat on Twin Cities News Talk on TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Welcome back to Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your co-host, Priya Samsonar, and jamming right across the table from me here is... <laughs> Jamar Nelson. You know what? I'll tell you, sometimes I just... No, she no knows who that is, you, Do I you hope. know who this is? MJ. Ah! It's not Michael Jordan. <laughs> really? Dude, I watched Space Jam for nothing, man. <laughs> I was just listening the other day. I was just riding in the car, and this came on. And my kids, of course, they know who he is, but, they, you know, these songs, they don't know. Oh, I just started blasting this. And the kids, even the kids had to just start bopping to it. I mean, come on now. This is one of the clips. I actually used to, um, when I was in high school, we did uh, Michael Jackson for part of our choir series. Yep. Oh, because he's so, no, seriously, he's, he's so musically inclined. Mm-hmm. And how he spends... Uh, uh, intricacy, intri- the intricacies in his the, the instruments and the mm-hmm. way he does it, and then it shows how elaborate the shows were. Yep, were Michael Jackson was the first solo I sang in high school. Really, it and was. see me, it, uh, I think I was at uh, Anderson, and I was in like the I don't know fourth, fifth grade, and I I did I, play, I used to play piano. Oh, really? Show. And you know, you know, and for the t- how long did you play? 
for the talent show, I uh, um, uh, played piano and I sang Whitney Houston. I believe uh, you uh, sang Whitney Houston. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, I should be not saying this, but I say, yes, I believe <gasps> oh the children of the future. Oh my gosh, I am learning about this for the yes. first time. This, what song did you sing? Uh, the Greatest Love of All. Yes, there it is. Did you have her range? Hell no. <laughs> no, I got the same range I got now. Six five one nine eight nine five eight five five. Six five one nine eight nine five eight five five is that call in number. Today's show is dedicated to you, the listeners. We need you. You guys are the most important part of Black Republican, Black Democrat. And Priya and I appreciate you. And yes, we, we, we do. And we don't. I think that we don't. Uh, this is our way of showing it. You know, just to have a show dedicated to you. And Priya mm-hmm. and I were just saying that we're going to have more of these because, again, sometimes in an hour there's not enough time to hear from you guys. Yep. And you guys are so again so important. And you guys are start. You guys have been keeping us up, you know, and we average so many calls and you guys are, and the the range of them is different. I might get called an idiot. I might be told to shut up, but you know what? Keep calling. You motivate me. Yes, you do. And I'm not sure that's a great thing sometimes, <laughs> but you do. You motivate me. In the news also, Priya, is uh, a little bit of hypocrisy by some people in Hollywood for not coming out. Oh my out, gosh. Um, Oh my gosh! Up against, this is literally um, we agree on this right now. Harvey Wang, Weinstein, 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 Harvey Weinstein. Um, I'm not going to blame Hollywood because I think uh, this is a friend. Oh, of I our will. People, I-, I will. But I think that um, I think that if we're going to call out what Trump did uh, and what he did was disgusting, um, what he yes, said was, was disgusting, uh, and I don't think that that was enough of that was paid attention to. I thought that that should not. I think. I thought that that type of guy shouldn't have been elected. Uh, but Weinstein, you're just as sick and disgusting. The way you prayed, the way you treated women um, was disgusting. And and charges should be filed. He should be thrown in jail. The way that just because you're this powerful dude and, that, and, and, and you controlled these women's futures in your hand. And mm-hmm. if they didn't, if, if they didn't take kindly to your, sick sexual advances um uh, you threatened them and um that to me is an, is is unacceptable you know if you don't want to call out uh hollywood's hypocrisy here i will do it for you because i have literally it's just been steaming this past week i think any moral authority any moral upper hand that hollywood had gotten in the, at the end of the 2016 election for going after trump has officially dissipated in any in every way, shape, and form because Hollywood stood by. They've talked about it over and over again. How you know we knew the whispers, we knew you know the quid pro quo. It's a nudge here, a wink here. That this goes on all the time. It does. It does. And you and sit it's, here. It's unacceptable by Weinstein, uh, Weiner, um, Trump, anyone. I don't think that it's disgusting the way a man uses his power like this. And people know about it. And people know, and And you say nothing. Now listen, now here's the thing. Two reasons why I, 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 I am a little reluctant to blame anyone, but here's why the women, especially because I think that it, I don't blame the women. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I'm saying for them not coming forward, I should say, let me say that correctly, not coming forward. Um, 
is because they don't want to lose their career. This is their livelihoods, and I understand that. Um, some of the people not blowing the whistle on them, male or female, um, because they didn't want to lose their livelihood. I get that. This is how you feed your family. But at some point, someone should have had the courage to speak up and say that this dude is a predatory offender. Well, and here's the thing that blows my mind. We've seen, especially after this bill, you know, the bill, the saga following Bill Cosby here. What happens when women in numbers come together and they gather and they get their strength together and they say, this man is a predator. This is wrong. We've seen that happen and we've seen it play out in Hollywood before. These women are not B, C, D, E, Z level actors. They're A-list actors. These are the Angelina Jolies, the Gwyneth Paltrow's. These women come from very, very powerful families who also, you know, exist within the Hollywood realm. You're looking at the Matt Damons and the Ben Afflecks. And interestingly enough, Hollywood is slow. I think Hollywood is starting to crumble here because after everyone started coming out and saying, you know, well, Weinstein was bad, etc. You're yes. starting to see the Ben Afflecks. They're coming oh, out against yeah. Batman. Yeah. You're seeing the allegations come out against him. There was uh, another one. You know, they're talking about Hitchcock. I think that everyone has a part in the hypocrisy. I think. And you those... look at the media. Well, Rowan know. Farrow, um, you know, the son of Woody Allen. Yeah. Yeah. He works for NBC. He took that interview to his boss, saying, "I have a witness who's ready to come forward." I've got testimony. I've got everything that can nail this. They said no. So he walked down the street to the New Yorker and they took that story. Why is it that NBC is not getting flack for turning this story down? I mean, they have every right to. And so that's what why, and that's that you're but right. They why should would have. they why are. Why are they not getting flack for covering it up? Well, I mean, again, I, 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 I'm not going to blame in the, in the New York Times apparently had covered it up at one point as well. Everyone did, just like everyone knew about Trump's behavior. I think that it's not acceptable to cover up any of this disgusting, inappropriate behavior. But here's the thing. Once Trump started talking out, out of the other side of his mouth during the 2016 presidential election and saying things that weren't essentially like Hollywood... Uh, Hollywood appropriate will go with that. You know, the Hollywood talking points, the things that, you know, Hollywood A-listers love to hear, they turned on him. And they started talking, you know, badly about him. Well, they you should know, have. Are, but what he but, said, though, Pri, if you got to think It about shows it. the hypocrisy, though, of Hollywood. I, I is th- that yeah. they're fine with him when he's doing them favors. He, You know, he's right there, buddy, you know, being buddy-buddy, being friendly. You know, they're fine taking the private jet, the fancy dinners. You know, the vacations at Mar-a-Lago, they're all fine with it until he starts saying something that affects their bottom line. That's how it works, period, for everyone. There's the hypocrisy for all those big those big companies. And again, I, I'm just going to say again, I think that it's shameful for any of those, anybody to cover up these. Uh, it was it's shameful for Trump to get elected admitting the sickening things that he did. Weinstein, uh, Weinstein for the length of time that he was able to go around and do this uh, this disgusting behavior you know it's it's predatory it absolutely is predatory it absolutely is predatory it also is predatory what Donald Trump did you dudes need help this is not what this is not what you don't do women like that 
Preach. We need some, like, uh, Yolanda Adams here right now. <laughs> you should, it's seriously it's disgusting. That's not the way you treat women. Take, take, let's take a phone call from Don. Don, how are you, my man? Yeah, good evening, guys. Uh, great discussion. You know, uh, while we were talking, I was just thinking, uh, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely, whether it's in Hollywood, the people with money, or in politics. Uh, we've, we've had opportunities, plenty of opportunities for the last 25, 30 years to play out these sophisticated uh, you know, elite politicians. Nothing has worked, as far as I'm concerned, as far as the average Joe is concerned. Nothing has worked. I am not excusing any of Trump's behaviors before he became president. A lot of these things are something that you and I would probably be locked up uh, by the sheriff for. But, uh, you know, at this point, uh, not looking at every other, all the other things he's been doing, he is probably one of the few people who gives a damn about a guy who works for a living. That's my impression of these things. Had we gotten Jeb Bush or had we gotten somebody else like that, I, I mean, I do not think we're going to be making progress on many things, especially in the you know, foreign policy object and then getting the job back to our country. These things are what matters to the average American, even though a lot of us, including me, who wanted to vote for Ted Cruz, but I voted for Trump. Um, I mean, at that point in time, I said, well, he's the guy that probably is going to do something that's meaningful to me. Uh, you know, a lot of his policies seem to be, at least he seemed to be caring about the guy that works for a living and putting food on the table. That's my take on that. I mean, like Hollywood, they're going to be what they're going to be. You're not going to stop that. And once you get enough power, people are going to behave the way they are. That's, that's human nature. So. Oh, Don, it looks like we missed you. Unfortunately, though, we have to go to a break. So stay tuned. Uh Deidre, stay on the line. We'll grab your call next. This is Black Republican, Black Democrat on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and com. Oh, welcome back. Twin Cities News Talk, TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. This is Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your co-host, Mara Nelson. And I'm your other co-host, Priya Samsadar. And do you have any idea who this is? Nah. Oh, I, I know. How about you, Stan? <laughs> Grace Jones? Yes, do you know who that is, though? No. Oh, you have to Google that. I'm kind of also old school for you. You're just really old. I'm just really old, I know, <laughs> right? Hey, this used to be the cut. Hey. Let's take a phone call from Deidre. And I'm sorry, I hope I'm saying that right. It's good enough, Jamar. Um, I just want to say I miss listening to you argue or discuss put it in a better way with Sue Jeffers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. Me too, right? Oh, yeah. Have her on the show at Tavis. She should have you on her show sometimes. Yeah, you know what? I got to call her. I know I've gotten too big for my britches where I don't call the show anymore, right? Yeah, and I agree with you about, I'd say, 82% of the time. Oh. I come, I'm very happy with him in a lot of ways, but I'm um, not happy with the way our Congress, who lied, to, our, to the people and said that they would repeal and they haven't done crap of anything. I'm disgusted with McConnell. I'm disgusted with both parties, as a matter of fact. Right. I would like to see a third party get real good in power. Um, a lot of much younger people in there because I'm tired of the old same phobies. Diane Feinstein, for example, she's what, 84 years old? Gonna run again? Ridiculous. I think this should, I definitely want time limits, but that's not going to happen in my lifetime. I'm 58, and I don't see it happening. 
And um, but you forgot somebody else as far as predators go. Bill Clinton and Hillary for covering it up. I am so disgusted at all of them. I think they all should be thrown in jail, including Trump when he gets out. So I'll be the first to lock the key. I will be the first to lock the key on that one. So, No, I definitely think uh, Hollywood has just gotten to a point where it's lost its credibility. I think it gained a little bit of moral high ground, not much, during the 2016 you know presidential election. But I think it's lost all of you know that moral credibility now that Harvey Weinstein, Ben Affleck. And all these new rumors about who's done what. I mean, They're James Vanderbeek, Terry uh, Crews came out. Former, you know, former NFL player T- Terry Crews came out and said, "I was sexually assaulted by a, you know, a male executive in Hollywood." You know, I want to send. A, I'm sorry. I just want to send a quick shout out to my son, who tonight is going to homecoming dance. Aww. Uh, despite yesterday um, having a. AC separation of some sort and some tear in the shoulder and might needing um, uh, surgery. He, I just got a text uh, from his mom and his colors, and he is so so clean. Oh, I'm so proud. He is just he. It, this really warms my heart to see. He, he's never been in the suit since he's been you know the, of of age. And Aww, I am the proud dad oh, moment. Man, he looks so nice. He's in the school colors. Um, yeah, I know. I'm, see, eyes are welting up. He's um, about to ball on radio, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Um, Typical liberal. I know, right? Actually, for those Leading who don't know, that don't know Jamar, he may seem like you know a big tough guy, but uh, he's actually quite a softy. Yeah, that. <laughs> um, Jamel Hill uh, and at uh, ESPN. Um, and the and uh, the she's uh, he's actually crying. I'm so sorry, she's guys. been through this week. Uh, we need that camera. <laughs> you really need that camera. Uh, you know, I I stand with Jamel. I I I you know, Walter and I had a conversation on the show. Walter Hudson and I had that conversation on the show, Priya, um, uh, about how people interpret freedom. Freedom of speech, their own, their own people have their own definition of freedom, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I think when situations like this happen, this is no better um, example of people's having their own definitions of. Real quick, she she told people after Jerry Jones said that if anyone uh, of the Cowboys were to kneel, they he would bench them. And I don't think that Jerry Jerry Jones was informed when he made those statements because he can't just bench guys mm-hmm. for kneeling. Um, and she said that instead of going after being mad at the players and us putting pressure on the players, we should put pressures on the sponsors that support the Dallas Cowboys. She's absolutely right. 
ESPN came in and suspended her, said that this was the second time she had violated their uh, social and media. And I actually do have that statement from ESPN right here. And it says, Jamel Hill has been suspended for two weeks for a second violation of our social media guidelines. She previously acknowledged letting her colleagues and company down with an impulsive tweet. In the aftermath, all employees were reminded of how individual tweets may reflect negatively on ESPN and that such actions would have consequences. Hence this decision. I think while I think that ESPN certainly had the right um, to do it, I I think that she had a right to speak. I think I've learned to uh, um, workers' rights. I um, dealing with uh, certain situations now. Recently, I've learned different workers' rights. No matter uh, if the employee sets the policies, of course they do. But there are still workers' rights that has to be adhered to by certain laws and and per per state. I think Jerry Jones would totally violate any of those rights by trying to bench any of those players if they decide to kneel. But I think that everyone has to realize that he and Donald Trump are close friends. And I think that he, when Donald Trump reached out to him after it happened, after Donald Trump seen Jerry Jones himself kneel. Mm. But here's my thing, too. I'm upset with Jerry Jones because you're a hypocrite. You employ you're a Cowboys fan. And you employ, you employ rapists, drug addicts, abusers. And then you, you, so you can't have a moral high ground when it comes to this and not when it comes to that. If you were to take a strong stance on not allowing those type of guys on our team, then I but absolutely I would support maybe, this. Then players also shouldn't have that moral high ground as well. I mean, if you're going to make that statement, well, neither side can. It's a, it is, no, because there's a difference of saying that you're abusing me because of the color of my skin versus employing any color of rapist um, um, or, or abuser. But you you're know. saying that you stand with all people who have been abused or because of the color of their skin, but you're not going to stand up and fight against your own players who have been abusing others? I'm off. I'm, I'm... You're a little... <laughs> sorry, I'm tr- not trying to confuse you here, but I'm just saying neither side can have a moral high ground on this issue because you're saying Jerry Jones can't... Uh, you know, have a moral high ground and say, well, you can't kneel, but I can go ahead and uh, employ you despite the fact that you're a drug addict, you're, you know, a and rapist, And despite a the fact that he was caught five years ago in a compromised position with a young lady, okay, and hey, he's married. Hey, if she was looking for a sugar daddy, I mean. But he's married. He's married. So um, what I'm saying is. And there are many spouses that cheat on their wife. Absolutely. But then again, I, I would tell them the same things. Don't come to my AA meeting or don't come to uh, 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 a psychology meeting for uh, 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 married couples preaching your mo- a, a pastor, i.e. your pastor. Don't if Dr. he's robbed. Okay. Dr. <laughs> Phil. Okay. I.e. Dr. Phil. That's what I'm saying. So all I'm saying is Jerry Jones. But I'm. I, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. The point that I was ma- making is that players also don't have as much of a moral high ground on this as well because they're saying, yeah, I can stand up for this and say that this is wrong, but I'm not going to stand up when my own teammates, the guys that I play with, that I buddy with, that I go out and drink with or have a good time with night after night, the people that I'm closest to during, you know, X amount of months, you know, that the season goes on for, whether it's, you know, training camps, uh, practices, actual games that I can't stand up against them as well. Speaking of uh, practices in football, what who, who are we picking this week? I know we could do it in the post I'm, show. Vikings. You want to do the post show? Vikings and Patriots, yeah. Let's do it in the post show. We're doing the post show, okay. So I, I still stand with Jamil, and um, I'm a little upset with Jerry Jones, and I think that Jerry Jones is uh, – 
you have to you have to also get to know Jerry Jones and know that this is. I'm not on Jerry Jones's level, FYI. I know you and I, but you're neither of us. But how he's just a he can he's a fake. We'll continue this on the other side of the break, or on the other side of our post show podcast. Goodness gracious me! Would you be coming back next week? I will. Oh, actually, we're preempted next week for go for hockey, so we'll be doing a uh, podcast for you guys in place of our show. But you know, we're, we're still here. Yeah, you, you know. can still find us on iHeartRadio and right. uh, listen to the show there. That's right. Thank you for having us every. Thank you for having us this week, and uh, try to get out and stay warm and stay dry. Yes, amen to that. This is Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your co-host, Jamar Nelson. And I'm Priya Sansadar. Thanks for having us this week. Bye. Bye.